In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who has taught the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the gift of the same Spirit, you may always be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, for all I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you and you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This I command you to love one another. From Friends of God by St. Jose Maria Escriva. God never tires of forgiving. Holy Scripture points out that even the just man falls seven times. Whenever I read this phrase, my soul trembles with love and sorrow. This divine indication shows us our Lord once again setting out to meet us and speak to us about his mercy, his tenderness and clemency that know no limits. Be sure of this, God does not want our wretchedness, for he is aware of it. And indeed, he makes use of our weakness to make sense of us. As I was saying, I tremble out of love, looking at my life. I see quite honestly that I myself am nothing. I'm worth nothing and have nothing. And that I can do nothing. And even more, that I'm nothingness itself. But he is everything. And that at the same time, he belongs to me and I to him because he does not reject me and has given himself up for me. Have you ever seen a greater love than this? I tremble also out of sorrow because when I look back at what I have done, I'm amazed at the extent of my failings. All I have to do is to examine my behavior in the few hours since I woke up this morning to discover so much lack of love so little faithful correspondence. This truly saddens me, but it does not take away my peace of mind. I prostrate myself before God, and I state my situation clearly. Immediately, he helps me. He reassures me, and I hear him repeat slowly in the depths of my heart, you are mine. I know the way you are, as I have always known it, forward. It cannot be otherwise. 
if we strive continually to place ourselves in our Lord's presence, our confidence will increase when we realize that his love and his call are always present. God never tires of loving us. Hope shows us that without him, we cannot carry out even the most insignificant duty. But with God, with his grace, our wounds will quickly heal. Clothed with his strength, we shall be able to ward off the attacks of the enemy and we shall improve. To sum up the realization that we are made of clay and chiefly at that, has to lead us above all to strengthen our hope in Christ Jesus. Make it a habit to mingle with the characters who appear in the New Testament. Capture the flavor of those moving scenes where the master performs works that are both divine and human. Tells us with human divine and divine touches the wonderful story of his pardon for us and his enduring love for his children. Those fortists of heaven are renewed today, for the gospel is always true. We can feel, we can sense, we can even say we touch God's protection with our own hands. A protection that grows stronger as long as we keep advancing despite our stumbles as long as we begin again and again. For this is what interior life is about, living with our hope placed in God. Unless we aspire to overcome the obstacles, both within and without, we will not obtain the reward. No athlete wins a crown if he has not fought in earnest, and the fight would not be genuine if there were no opponents to fight with. Therefore, if there is no opponent, there will be no crown. For there can be no victor without someone vanquished. Far from discouraging us, the difficulties we meet have to spur us on to mature as Christians. This fight sanctifies us and gives us effectiveness in our apostolic endeavors. As we contemplate those moments when Jesus in the Garden of Olives and later mocked and abandoned on the cross, accepts and loves the will of the Father, all the while feeling the enormous weight of the passion. We must be convinced that in order to imitate Christ and to be good disciples of his, we must take his advice to heart. If any man has a mind to come my way, let him renounce self and take up his cross and follow me. That is why I like to ask Jesus for myself, Lord, no day without a cross. Then. Through God's grace, our characters will grow strong and will become a point of support for our God over and above our own wretchedness. Take a nail, for instance, if you meet no resistance when you hammer it into the wall. What can you expect to hang on it? Likewise, if we do not tell, let God toughen us through sacrifice, we will never become our Lord's instruments. On the other hand, if we decide to accept difficulties gladly and make use of them for the love of God, then in the face of what is difficult and unpleasant, when things are hard and uncomfortable, we'll be able to exclaim with the apostle James and John, yes, we can. It is important to struggle. I ought to put you on guard against the trick that Satan does not hesitate to use in order to rob us of our peace. He never takes a holiday. 
A time may come when he sows doubts in our minds, tempting us to think that we are slipping sadly backward and making scarcely any progress. The conviction may grow upon us that, in spite of all our efforts to improve, we are getting worse. I can assure you that normally this pessimistic judgment is mere fantasy, a deception that needs to be rejected. What has happened as a rule is that our souls have become more attentive, our consciences more sensitive, our love more demanding. It can also be that the light of grace is shining more intensely and exposing to our view many details that would otherwise remain unnoticed in the shadows. In any case, we have to examine our uneasiness carefully because through these insights, our Lord is asking us to be more humble or more generous. It is good to remember that God in his providence is continuously leading us forward and he spares no effort, whether in form of potential signs or of tiny miracles to make his children progress. Man's life on earth is warfare and his days are spent under the burden of work. No one escapes this law, not even the easygoing who tried to turn a deaf ear to it. They desert the ranks of Christ and then take up other battles to satisfy their laziness, their vanity, their petty ambitions. They become enslaved to every, to their every whim. Since to be in a state of struggle is part and parcel of human condition, let us try to fulfill the, our obligations with determination. Let us pray and work with goodwill with upright motives, with our sights set on what God wants. This way, our longing for love will be satisfied. We shall progress along the path to sanctity, even if we find at the end of the day that we still have a long way to go. Renew your decision every morning with a very determined, I will serve you, Lord. Renew your resolution not to give in, not to give way to laziness or idleness, to face up to your duties with greater hope and more optimism. Convinced that if we're defeated in some skirmish, we shall overcome the setback by making a sincere act of love. The virtue of hope assures us that God governs us with his all-powerful providence and that he gives us all the means we need Hope makes us aware of our Lord's constant goodwill toward mankind, toward you and me. He's always ready to hear us because he never tires of listening. He's interested in your joys, your successes, your love, and also your worries, your suffering and your failures. So do not hope in him only when you realize you're weak. Call upon your heavenly father in good times and in bad taking refuge in his merciful protection. And our conviction that we are nothing, it doesn't take a high degree of humility to recognize the truth that we are nothing but a row of zeros, will turn into irresistible strength because Christ will be the, tr the one to the left of these zeros, converting them into an immeasurable figure. The Lord is my strength and my refuge. Whom shall I fear? Get used to seeing God behind everything, realizing that he is always waiting for us. 
and that he's contemplating us quite rightly. Demands that we follow him faithfully without abandoning the place assigned to us in the world. In order not to lose this divine company, we must work with loving vigilance and with a sincere determination to struggle. The struggle of a child of God cannot go hand in hand with the spirit of sad-faced renunciation, somber resignation, or lack of joy. It is, on the contrary, the struggle of a man in love who, whether working or resting, rejoicing or suffering, is always thinking of the one he loves, for those for whose sake he is happy to tackle any problems that may arise. Besides, in our case, being united with God, we can call ourselves victors because I insist he does not lose battles. My own experience is that when I strive faithfully to meet his demands, he gives me a resting place where there is green pasture, leads me out to the cool water's brink, refreshed and content. As an honor pledged, by sure paths leads me, dark be the valley about me, about my path, hurt I fear none. While he is with me, thy rod, thy rod and thy crook are my comfort. To win the battles of the soul, the best strategy often is to bide one's time and apply the suitable remedy with patience and perseverance. Make more acts of hope. Let me remind you that in your interior life, you will suffer defeats. You will have ups and downs. May God make them imperceptible because no one is free of these misfortunes. But our all-powerful and merciful Lord has granted us the precise means with which to conquer. As I have already mentioned, all we have to do is to use them, resolving to begin and begin again at every moment, should it prove necessary. I would like to see you going to Holy Sacrament of Penance, the Sacrament of Divine Forgiveness, every week, and indeed whenever you need it, without giving in to scruples. Clothed in grace, we can cross mountains and climb the hill of our Christian duty without halting on the way. If we use these resources with a firm purpose and beg our Lord to grant us an ever-increasing hope, we will possess the infectious joy of those who know that they are children of God. If God is with us, who can be against us? Let us be optimists, moved by the power of hope. We will fight to wipe away the trail of filth and slime left by the sowers of hatred. We will find a new joyful perspective to the world, seeing that it has sprung forth beautiful and fair from the hands of God. We will give it back to him with that same beauty if we learn how to repent. We give you thanks, almighty God, for all your benefits who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord grant us his peace and life everlasting. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, the handmaid of the Lord, pray for us.